An isolated farmhouse on the windswept plains of North Dakota. The house is silent, sleeping. But moonlight streams through the window of one of the upstairs rooms, where a young girl is still awake. She lies across her bed, sobbing quietly into the pillow. The door is inched open, and an elderly woman in an old flannel wrapper calls to her softly. Yes, Granny. Oh, I thought you'd still be up. Oh, now stop crying. That isn't going to do you any good. Oh, I'm crying because Aunt Maddie and Alec and everyone else in this family makes me so mad. Aunt Maddie, Alec, fiddlesticks. They're not important. You're the only one who counts. Oh, but I could be an actress, Granny. I could be. And I'd go to Hollywood, too, if I had the chance. But they just laugh at me. Because I want to make something out of myself, they think it's funny. Esther. Everyone in this world who ever dreamed about better things was laughed at. Don't you know that? Oh, I oh. suppose I do, but... Ah, but there's a difference, dear, between dreaming and doing. You modern girls give me a pain. Why, when I wanted something better, I came across these plains in a prairie schooner with your grandfather. And don't think for a minute it was easy, Esther Blodgett. We burned in summer and we froze in winter. We used our guns when we needed food and then fought the engines to keep it. But we kept on going and we didn't complain because we were doing what we wanted to do. Can you understand that? Yes, I can. Could you do it? Could you do it even if it broke your heart? Because for every dream that you make come true, you'll pay the price in heartbreak. I'm not afraid, Granny. All right, then. Here. Here. Take this money. Oh, but Granny... Go on, go on, and go to your Hollywood. But I can't take your money. And why not? It's your savings. Well, I haven't got anything to save up for now, <laughs> except my funeral. And I'm never going to die. Oh, Granny. How can I ever thank you? Good night. Oh, Granny. Granny, darling. The heart of the movie Metropolis. On your right, Grauman's Chinese Theater. Notice the paved blocks containing the hand and footprints of your favorite star. And in just a few minutes, we'll be in Beverly Hills. Hello? Oleander Arms Apartments. Yeah, we got a vacancy. Four dollars. Running water, convenient to all studios, and you can look at her whenever you want. What do you do? Huh? Listen, wise guy, don't waste my time. The ad said no cowboys. Good afternoon. My name is Esther Blodgett. Mine's Randall. Day, week, or month? Well, it's a little hard to say. You see, I'm going into the movies. Well, take it for a week. It'll break the jump to Beverly Hills. Sign here. Are all the studios really near here? All except Gaumont British. <laughs> I suppose the best way to get a job is to go straight to the studios, isn't it? Oh. Well, I haven't any illusions, you know. I'm perfectly willing to begin with, oh, a little bit of a part, or even as an extra. Four dollars, please, in advance. Come in. I beg your pardon. Is this the central casting office? Yes. I'd like to register for extra work, please. To register? How long have you been in Hollywood? It's nearly a month now. Well, you know, we have 12,416 extras registered with us now. That's 16 times as many as we can use each working day. 
Why, we haven't put anyone on our register in over two years. Oh, I see. Come over here. I want to show you something. Those four girls operate our switchboard. Every time one of those little lights flashes, it's someone asking for a job. And every time a girl says, try later, it means there isn't any job. We can't keep the girls at the switchboard long. They go crazy. And every one of those little lights thought it was going to be a star. Do you still want to go into movies? You know what your chances are. One in a hundred thousand. But, but maybe I'm that one. Afternoon, Miss Blodgett. Any phone calls for me, Mr. Randall? No. Jesse Lasky and Sammy Goldwyn must be writing your letters instead. How was their luck today? There wasn't any. Well, maybe you don't go at it right. If I haven't learned in three months, I guess I never will. But I'm not giving up. Hey, Esther! Esther! Hello, Danny. Hello, McGuire. How's the big assistant director? And say, how's about some rent? Never mind that. Listen, Esther, I gotta speak to you right away. Come in the parlor. Danny, what's the matter? Remember when you first came here, I said I'd keep my eye out for a job for you? Well, believe it or not, I've got one. Danny, that's wonderful. When do I go to studio? Uh, well, you don't exactly go to the studio. Oh, it's on location. Well, it isn't exactly on location either. It isn't really a movie job at all. It's to be a waitress. Oh. Yeah, well, it is kind of a movie job in a way if you look at it right. You said it was a waitress. Yeah, but it's waitressing for Casey Burke, the big director over at our studio. He's throwing a party tonight, and there'll be a lot of big people there. I bet there'll be any number of big directors. And if you're there, maybe they'll notice you. I could make them notice me. Sure you could. This is your chance, Esther. My chance. All right, I'll do it, Danny. Good girl. Hello? Mr. Burke's residence? Let me speak to Mr. Oliver Niles in quick. Who, sir? Oliver Niles, Niles, the producer. Yes, sir. Oh, Mr. Niles? Yes? It's for you, sir. Uh, thank you. I'll take it inside. Hello? Oliver Niles speaking. Hello, Niles. This is your publicity department. Well, what is it, Libby? Your publicity department begs to advise you that your star, Mr. Norman Maine, has once again been thrown in the Los Angeles jug. What? Yes. Mr. Norman Maine, America's Prince Charming, was apprehended driving down Wilshire Boulevard with a siren going full blast. He explained he was a tree surgeon on a maternity case. Well, where is he now? I bailed him out an hour ago. He ought to be at breaks any minute. Will it, will it be in the papers? No, it won't be in the papers. Oh, but that's you. a nice, expensive hobby of yours. Keeping Mr. Maine's informal entertainments out of the public press. Now, look, Libby, I don't care what it costs, Good but... Evening, Norman. Never mind, Libby, he's here now. I'll call you back. Hi, Oliver. You look worried about something. Do I? Well, go ahead and say it. I've got it coming to me. Oh, don't make it any tougher for me, Norman. I don't want to stand here and preach. Yeah, I know, I know. The costs are going up and the grosses are going down. Oh, no, it isn't that, Norman. I've made a lot of money with you. I can stand a loss or two, but... Well, I hate to see you go the way of so many others. I tell you, why don't you get Lloyds to insure you against me? You're a great star, Norman, but you're starting to fall apart. And just what do you mean by that? Oh, the first signs are always the same, Norman. 
Not being able to remember your lines, the cameraman struggling to cover up your hangovers, all because you've got to have a good time every day, every night. <sighs> I've warned you for a long time, Norman. Okay, Oliver. You're a swell guy. You won't lose any money on me, I'll promise you that. I'll be ready for the curtains when the time comes. And when it does, here's my epitaph. For amusement only. Let's get back to that party. Hors d'oeuvre, Mr. Maine? The caviar's very good. No, no, thank you. I, uh... Oh. Yes, please. Hmm, very beautiful. I mean, very good. <laughs> Never seen you around here before. <laughs> I'm just working for the night. Hey, come back here. I'm starving. Oh, let's see. Which would you take? Well... I believe I'll take caviar. Norman. Hi, Anita. Where have you been? Looking for you, mostly. Come and join the party. Wait a second, wait a second. Caviar, anchovies... Oh, take the tray away, please. Mr. Maine doesn't care for any more. Do you, Normie? No, Normie doesn't care for any more. Greetings. Oh. You mind if I help? In the kitchen. Won't they miss you? Oh, no. They'll just look under the table, and when they see I'm not there, they'll forget the whole matter. What's your name? Esther Blodgett. My name's Maine. <laughs> I know. What's so funny? I was thinking about all your fans. How surprised they'd be if they could see you now helping me put plates away. They don't know my finer side. You'd be pretty envious of me, meeting you in person this way. Tell me. Are you disappointed? Yes. <gasps> now you've done it. Never mind. It makes the room look lived in. Why are you disappointed in me? I was sitting right behind you in the Hollywood Bowl that night you didn't want to be photographed and you smashed the photographer's camera. Yes.